Welcome to another episode. I am V, and this is the Sussex Set. Welcome back, as always. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in and giving just a little bit of your time to the podcast. Let's get into some topics, shall we? And of course, the most recent thing to take place in Sussex land, if you will, uh, would be the Invictus Games, really the, the biggest thing that has taken place as of late, because we finally got to see our girl, Megan, and now she's gone. But that's okay. <laughs> but yes, let's let's kind of work backwards and let's let's get into uh the Invictus games and you know just knowing how it was delayed because of the pandemic, then pushed back another year, and then finally it was able to happen and it went off without a hitch uh in The Hague. So wanna start with that. I'm gonna touch on the disaster tour. Uh, I know you're like, which one? Uh, certainly the one in Jamaica. I'm not really going to talk about it too much, but just in, in context of the overall mood we see with uh, just like this dark cloud that's overhanging the royal family, which we love that. We love to see it. And um, so talk about that in context, as well as just a few other things that are going on. And of course, if there's something else that you want, me to talk about or I didn't mention just let me know and I'll try to hit on it in future episodes or short form videos so the Invictus Games which were founded by Prince Harry in 2014 just had an uber successful showing in The Hague and because it was delayed last year because it was supposed to happen last year uh, really technically technically it was supposed to happen in 2020 but Corona said psych then they thought, okay, well, we can just do it in May of 2021, you know what I'm saying? Because this pandemic ain't really nothing. <clears throat> That's not what they said, but I think everybody thought the pandemic would be way shorter than it was. Uh, and so things didn't pan out. And so, of course, they pushed it to 2022, which um, everybody feels like we're coming out of the pandemic. And we, I mean, we are by comparison. And so they were finally able to actually have the Invictus Games in The Hague and I just have to say The Hague did a wonderful job. Um, the Netherlands just showing support to the games in general. They did a really great job. Um, and ultimately, I think just having the extra time to plan uh, for these games was to their benefit. So this was actually the first games since 2018. If you remember, Harry and Meghan got married, then... They stayed in England for a couple of months before going on their tour. And right before their tour, they announced that they were pregnant. Um, and so they were in Australia. And that's where the last games was. And I swear that feels like a lifetime ago. But here we are about to turn around next year. And Dusseldorf, which is in Germany, is going to have the next Invictus Games. And of course, at the tail end of the Hague Invictus Games, they announced that there will be a, an upcoming hybrid games in 2025 in Whistler in Canada, in Vancouver. Um, if you go into that girl, get your coin, get your coin, get your coin, have it ready. Um, <laughs> so 
I think a lot of people have already decided that they're going to try to go to that games. Um, I think it's going to be a hybrid winter, winter slash regular events game. But, you know, I'm sure there'll, there'll be more to come on that. Um, but in sh- speaking of people going to the games, like shout out to <laughs> shout out to all of the the squatties who went to the Netherlands, you know, um, who went to The Hague to see the games and to participate in all of the festivities. And I saw, you know, pictures and videos. So some of you guys met Harry, hugged Harry. That was really cool. Um, and just loved seeing the games through the eyes of people who are Harry and Meghan fans and also, of course, fans of their projects and uh, just the way that they go about things. So that was really awesome. And I hope that year by year, you know, people just show up because what that does is ultimately, ultimately, um, it drives attention. Um, It brings attention to the games that at least on the social media front, because, you know, one thing we gonna do if we don't do nothing else honey we gonna retweet some things um but but that exposes ultimately that exposes the games uh and just harry and megan's projects to um folks who might not have known about them uh but also you know coming out of the pandemic just to take part in something like that is uh really really cool i even saw like cardi b retweeting the invictus games she has millions and millions of followers uh, on Twitter. So stuff like that, um, that I think Sussex Squad has really been great at over the years. And I think just bringing positive attention to Invictus Games and exposing it to people who wouldn't otherwise come into contact with that type of content is great. So definitely, if you're able to keep going to the games, I know a lot of you guys uh, do live in Europe. Uh this next year would be the second year in a row that uh, the games are there. And then the year after, after that, it'll be North, uh, North America. So um, can't wait to see you all there uh, and for supporting not just the games, but other entities really and military communities that are also affiliated with the games uh, and supporting those that are, of your nation. Like one of the um, ones that I retweeted all the time during the games was Fisher house. I've talked about Fisher house on this podcast before. I adore Fisher house just for what they do for military families. So, but that's just me, you know, but there are things in Australia, in England, in Canada uh, pertaining to uh, supporting vets and and other groups like that. So um, it was really great just to see, that type of energy on the timeline throughout the games. And I think that demonstrates just how big the Invictus community is all around the world and that it's all interconnected. But the Invictus Games is definitely one of the things that when I think of Harry's, you know, contribution to any community, but certainly military communities, he being a vet himself, that's definitely the thing, if nothing else, like if literally nothing else, the Invictus Games um, is quite a diamond in his crown. Like that is outside of his children, right? And his family in general, 
meaning like Megan and the kids, <laughs> like nobody else, maybe Princess Diana. Uh, but that's what I mean by family. But outside of his family, the Invictus Games will likely be the biggest thing uh, or the most recognizable uh, thing or contribution that people point to when they uh, look at Harry's legacy. Uh, because it, it's something that is so incredible and it has saved lives as many people have walked up to him and told him I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for these games I wouldn't have made it through the pandemic and listen the pandemic was hard on anybody any and everybody people were and are still isolated right um for the most part not as much as they were let's say in 2020 in terms of like lockdown situations but the pandemic was just hard like and there are so many people even just struggling in terms of mental health coming out of the pandemic so imagine if you have tbi which is traumatic brain injury imagine if you know you're an amputee who might not you know have the resources available to you and then the world got shut down or imagine you know having family issues related to PTSD or, or what have you that compounds what you know you are probably already dealing with just as a human being going through a pandemic um so a lot of people uh veterans have come up to him and said I, w I just wouldn't be here so thank you uh for these games um and probably every single game somebody is coming up to him and telling him that or um talking about their journey to said games and it's quite a contribution <laughs> it's quite the contribution like people talk about how they care about their community whatever community that happens to be um and then there are those who show they care about that community and I think Harry has shown that outside of his own family his community is like family and that's also given back to him. Remember how, you know, there was that, that gala in New York, um, Salute to Freedom, I think it was called. Um, he's embraced by military folks all over the world, all over the world. Um, and so the Invictus Games is just where lots of veterans come together. And so shout out to Harry for bringing this to so many people that needed it uh the Invictus Games he talked about how it's modeled after the Warrior Games uh which is pretty very similar <laughs> to the Invictus Games uh but different in, in a lot of ways because Harry has definitely made IG his own thing um or its own thing but there may even be athletes that participate in both but either way you know veterans need a lot of support and wounded veterans need even more support. So just being in a position to be that support is quite remarkable. So if, like, if you say nothing else about Harry and what he's done with his life, you will say he did that. He did that. He did that. And this Games was no different. And looking at the global support of the Games, the United States, as an example, sent dignitaries to the games uh pete Buttigieg was there 
Uh, Senator Tammy Duckworth was there, who was also a combat veteran, um, wounded, double amputee. Um, and my personal hero, like I fangirl her so hard. Um, also a helicopter. Well, you know, she's a helicopter pilot when she, uh, was injured. Um, she and Harry have that in common. So I, I mean, I hope they had really, I bet they had really incredible conversation. Um, but that being said, uh, dignitaries were there, you know, I, 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 I do believe the girlie said that Harry wouldn't get an invite from the King or um, Harry and Megan, you know, the Royals couldn't be bothered. The local Royals there. Uh, he was in the place to be. He like the King was there waving his hands and, and doing jazz fingers, um, having the time of his life right alongside Harry. So um, it, it's like anything that the tabloids say about Harry and Megan, believe the opposite believe the opposite if they say the royals the local royals can't be bothered because harry and megan aren't real royals anymore just assume that the local royals will be bothered and they will be there because they were there at least the king was there uh but those pictures were really cute but do you want to know who else was there the first lady the first lady of the games you feel me her name is megan markle hrh her royal highness the duchess of sussex megan she was there she was there and boy let me tell you something let me tell you something rachel megan markle is also my wife she's my wife and although she doesn't realize it yet and the only time I ever see her is on Twitter we are legally bound in my mind and so my wife was also at the Invictus Games looking amazing and being amazing so Megan showed up on day what it wasn't technically day one it was I'll say day zero right it's the day before and I guess there was like a reception of some kind, which is typical for an event like that. But when I saw my girl in her Maison Valentino in that white suit, honey, I gasped. I gasped. I gasped. You know, girl, I was shocked. I was shocked and I don't know why because she always looked stunning but this was a little bit something extra like it's the it's the coat without the shirt underneath it's the all whites it's the bling bling honey it's it's the everything of it all I I would lay down my life for this woman. I'd do it. I'd do it. You know, I'd do it. I'd do it. And it seems like the rest of the Sussex squad, certainly, but the rest of the world 
had that same sort of reaction. And I love that for the girl. I love it. I love it. I love it for her. I love it for her fans. I love it for her haters. Because mama knows she looked good. She knew she looked good. And it's just it was just something a little bit different it was just like a different kind of swag you feel me uh but what I also love is that it was just decided that she was gonna show up to this games and give you rich bitch vibes and you couldn't do nothing but watch like that's all you could do that's all you could do that's all you could do is admire and or hate from afar but she is that bitch you know and she made sure that it was like it was obvious. It wasn't like pushy or anything like that, but it was just very, ooh, just so elegant, so chic. You know what I mean? Um, so fashion forward, uh, my girl. And um, I love that she don't give a fuck because she don't. She don't. And, <laughs> you know, Harry's just in his regular clothes, making this like, oh, oh, but but what I'm going to do, girl, I'm going to give you Santa Barbara. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you rich mother. Like, I am the mother. Do you understand? I mean, I mean, she showed up and she, she just, that's, that's showing up and showing out. So she didn't end there. Mama said, I'm going to give you casual, but also out of your budget. Uh, the following day <laughs> with her, her Celine jacket, but with the denims just to make it a little, a little relatable. Uh, and then I also love on that day with the black jacket, she had the aviators, which um, I've never seen her in. But just again, the whole vibe like it's the way that she pulls things together but still remains true to herself though you know um but outside of that like Megan just being Megan you know um because with the white suit she also had the camel coat which I believe is the one that she wore and correct me if I'm wrong because Megan is going to repeat her 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 main thing her, her staples you know um but I believe that was the one that she wore to the UN and then she also might have worn that to the Canada house. But uh, yeah, she gave it to a young lady who had a little small baby. And it must have been kind of nippy out there. And that was really cute to see. That was really cute to see. Um, if, you know, you're watching this on YouTube, I will try to put a couple of pictures in there of that. Um, but she's giving you the everything of the everything. And we love that. Also, her friend and makeup artist, Daniel, was there, um, which he confirmed, you know, later with his, I think he posted a, a picture of his uh, lanyard with his Invictus access pass or what have you. Um, and then I think I saw a couple of pictures of him in the background when someone took a picture of Megan and then he was just kind of like in the background um, <clears throat> making sure she doesn't mess up his makeup, <laughs> mess up his, like his art on her face and things of that nature. But, uh, yeah, I love that. I, I love that she's back surrounded by her people. I love that she's surrounded by good vibes, uh, instead of snakes, you feel me. But, um, 
And I also love when it comes to her fashion that she is not bogged down. It's so clear. My God, it is so clear. Um, you know, in the interview with Oprah, they talked about, or she talked about how they told her to take herself, like her, her own style, her own sort of sensibilities, what she would normally do, take it back 50%. Who the fuck does that? But she did it. And girl, you can go ahead and put your foot on the gas again, because we love what we seeing. We do. We do. We loved, we loved what her choices were over there by comparison you know what i'm saying but we love this (laughs) we love this i i just love all of the different things that she would do normally just now completely unrestrained i loved the hand jewelry Uh, i can't remember the the name of the brand but that little hand chain that wrapped around her her middle finger I I just love everything about what what her choices were uh during the opening ceremony the top it seemed like was a because I saw a side-by-side picture of Diana also wearing that same or similar top uh the off the shoulder with the like the knot in the middle I don't really know what to call it um and that was after she left Charles that was after she found freedom after um she was you know pretty much about to forge her own path before she so tragically passed away but um in that way Diana was there at the games you know um I'm sure wherever she is looking she's looking down proudly at Harry and the man that he's become and what he's been able to put together for his own life including finding a partner who will support him completely um And it was just also nice to see that on display. Speaking of the speech, um, of the opening ceremony specifically is what I'm referring to, where Megan introduced him. You know, you may recall that she made a speech at the Invictus Games in Sydney. Well, like that army green dress. Man, I swear it felt like a lifetime ago. (laughs) I swear to God. And that's probably because in Sydney, they didn't have any kids. They were just newly pregnant. And then to know, and maybe they didn't realize it at that particular time in 2018, but that the media and or the royal family would basically put her through hell to where the Archie, who she was pregnant with, might not have made it. And then now to have the follow-up Invictus Games be this one, and now they have two beautiful healthy children unfortunately Megan lost a pregnancy in between Lily and Archie um but to just to sort of have that even just inside their relationship just to reflect between that games and this games no wonder they were emotional she got a little teary at the end of her speech he was a little teary uh at the beginning of his speech uh of course starting with thank you my love Oh, I love them. I love them. Um, but I swear those two, you can't tell me nothing about them. And when I tell you that I will defend them, like I was getting, like, like my whole entire life depended on it. Yeah, I would. I, 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 yeah, just because they have been put through the ringer and for them to come out the way that they are coming out, not a lot of people could probably do that. But here they are. 
still giving back, still just wanting the best for others while trying to raise their kids and, you know, do right by, by their own family. Um, yeah, you can't tell me nothing about Harry Megan. <laughs> you can't tell me nothing about my, my wife. Okay. And her husband, you, you can't tell me nothing about these two people. But on a serious note, like just seeing them at the games, engaging with the athletes and with the spectators. I mean, it draws such a contrast to what we all witnessed um, in Jamaica, since that was probably the most recent thing that you could compare uh, a couple outing. I won't even say outing, but um, a couple interacting with a community in that regard, because, you know, they are both pretty famous couples. Um but just seeing the difference in how Harry and Meghan engage, it, and it wasn't really just because it was the Invictus Games or because it was a military community, which we know Harry and Meghan, both separately and individually, have had really great engagement with, right? But this could have been anybody. This could have been any group of people. Harry and Meghan would have been the same. That is the that's the great thing about having a strong character, right? You don't bend and change who you are, depending on what room you're in. You can just be yourself, right? Um, but seeing them interact with people and seeing how people um, talked about their interactions with them, I guess, with news crews or um, like the little kid journalists who first met up with Harry as he, he and Megan were driving out of the games after the Land Rover challenge to him giving an interview after the opening ceremony uh, and just how genuine and warm that was. It's one of their secret weapons, if you will, which is just their authenticity uh, because they're so great around people because they actually like people. Um, so it's just great that despite everything, despite you know, the smear campaigns, despite what they went through just personally, that people just did not believe the negative things being said <laughs> about them. And they still want to engage. They don't act as if somehow they're bad people, which is what certain entities and factions want to folks to believe just random people there's never going to be boo tomato 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 at Harry and Megan at any kind of public event uh it's just is not going to happen because that's not the sentiment that people direct toward them that's what the Daily Mail would like you to believe but that's just not what it is in reality now of course yes you want to be secure Yes, you, and they want to make sure that they can take their kids to Invictus Games in the future and uh, to England if that's where they choose to be and things like that. But when it comes, to, when all things are secure and everything is cool, they're engaging with people and people are engaging with them. And people are not timid and people are not uh, worried about whether or not there's going to be a genuine interaction or not. Folks are not worried that Harry and Meghan are going to pull away from them. 
if you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? But they're not, people are not worried about that. And no matter where they have been, you know, what kind of galas or charity events or, you know, Invictus games or whatever, no matter where they go, when there's a camera shoved in someone's face uh, and they're asking them to talk about, hey, how was your, how was your, you know, tea with Harry? How was your lunch with Harry? How was your um, interaction? I saw you over there talking to Megan. What was she like? I've never in my life heard anybody say anything bad about these people. I've heard the same types of things. Oh my God, they were so nice. They were so genuine. Uh, oh, and she, she told me about this or that, or, you know, that's just what it is. And you might think that, um, that would be standard when it comes to a Royal couple or someone as high profile as Harry and Megan. But let me tell you something. If Megan was nasty, if Harry was nasty, people would not hesitate to let that be known. Let it be known. Okay. Um, I just think that they're great people. And I think it shows in events like this and they're great as individuals, but they are a dynamo together. And just by comparison, especially seeing that it was the Jamaica tour failure and then the Invictus games right after that girl, the whole world got to see in real time, how you fumbled the bag, how you fumbled that bag. You feel me? Um, but life must go on. Life must go on. Harry and Meghan are on to their next projects. And, you know, the royals are trying to figure out how to keep everything together over there. How to keep people from leaving the Commonwealth. Um, You know, you could have had Harry and Meghan as your, your secret weapon. But, hey, it all worked out for the best. It all worked out for the best. And um, the Invictus Games makes that clear. So back to the Invictus Games, I would just like to say that if nothing, this last games demonstrates that the Invictus Games will always be something that military communities and their families tap into. And the spirit of the Invictus Games will always be the thing that draws them in. It's a thing that elevates and unites the participants. So it is my hope and belief that the Invictus Games gets bigger and bigger and is around for a very long time. And I have no doubts that it will be. And speaking of Harry and Meghan doing sporty things together, I just saw a couple of pictures, or at least this weekend, a couple of pictures of Harry and Meghan well, first Harry at a polo match with his good friend, Nacho Figueras. And I got to say, every time I see Nacho, I just have to shake my head because that's a good looking man. It's just a good looking man. I mean, his wife, Delfina, is also just a beautiful, beautiful woman. Uh, and he is so crazy in love with her. <laughs> like, you can look at Nacho's Instagram and like see just how much he adores his wife. Um, but I, I, I love Harry and his, uh, friendship, relationship, brotherhood, what have you. Um, and it's really nice to see Harry doing the polo thing in Santa Barbara. Now, I don't know if this was the first polo match he's had since he's lived there, but I know it's a polo city. I don't think it was. I think he did like a charity thing, um, 
maybe like a year ago. But uh, yeah, Harry was riding or, you know, playing polo uh, with his team called Los Padres. Uh, I don't know if it's his team or if it's just like a one-time thing, but on Nacho's Instagram, he talked about how thrilled he was that Harry was on the team because he is now a padre. So cute, cute, cute. Uh, but not just a <laughs> thrilled to be riding alongside my friend Harry and the rest of the Los Padres team at the Santa Barbara Polo Club. We've ridden many times over the years, and now that we're both parents, it's special to be able to spend this time together. The name Los Padres was inspired by the proximity of the field to the Los Padres National Forest and also by our connection as fathers. I love that. Yay. So, um, but outside of that, because that's really cute. Um, but it's also meaningful. You know, you see sort of like the deepening of their friendship and relationship. And I also just love how Nacho is so um, like not afraid to share that and be public about it. Because actually, if you go through his page, you will see Harry in there, you know, uh, periodically. Um, so Nacho was always repping his friend, honey. <laughs> and I believe he also went on Ellen at some point. Um you know, before they were like solidly in America uh, because Ellen sort of asked him, you know, about his friendship with Harry and just the tabloids and stuff. And so he, he defended them there, um, which, you know, we would expect nothing less. Uh, but I always love when those pictures come out because it's like, yeah, that's, this is what, you know, brotherhood actually is supposed to look like. And then also they find doing it. <laughs> because they really are I mean I don't know what it is but like I don't know what it is I don't know what it is honey but Harry on a horse and Nacho on a horse honey and them being sexy together like listen <laughs> I know there are more important things in life than being sexy than being handsome being beautiful there are just more important things but Listen, the girls ain't mad that we get to look at you while you being, you know, Los Padres, girls. So, um, no, it's really a lot of really cute uh, pictures to come out of that. And, you know, I got to say, Harry always looks really good in green. And um, turns out Megan was there. And what I love about that, because I know whenever they did the charity match or when he did the charity match, in Santa Barbara, I, I really feel like he did. I think it was like for Santa Bale, I believe. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was, but I'll have to go back and research that. We didn't get any pictures. We got pictures of Harry, but we didn't get any pictures of Megan. Um, and she might not have been there because I think she was even pregnant um, also. But my girl was here this time. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's living that Santa Barbara life, you know, that, that rich mom life, you know, that polo wife life. And not all of the girls can relate. But what I love is that she's there and she's relaxed. She's having fun. Um, the first time I saw Megan at a polo match was that one was definitely for Cinebali, but that was in England. Megan was there. Nacho was there. Delfina was there. The gang was there. Harry won. You know, they got the, the victory kiss. And Megan was in that denim dress with her, her sunglasses. Just looking, just snatched. 
honey, just great. Um, and then the second time I saw her at a polo match, also in England, and this was the last time I saw her before this one, um, you might recall she had baby Archie there with her. And boy, the mean girls were clawing at my girl. They were really clawing at my girl. Uh, and the tabbies were really just like beating up on Megan, this brand new mom for how she chose to hold her child, which there was nothing wrong with how she was holding her baby. Right. But like how also people were saying, oh, well, yeah, if I was Kate, I wouldn't talk to her either. And that right there for me was like the moment where I was just like, girl, fuck Kate. Oh, she ain't shit. Because she ain't, because, you know, that right there, like just the images and not to necessarily make this about her, but like, that's when to me, well, before then, but that was really like in photo form when I saw that she wasn't really there for my girl. Like, if you can't be a supportive mom and here you are with three kids, you can't be a supportive mom and actually like engage so that that didn't happen to her so that she wasn't bullied in the tabloids. But anyway. Um, it was nice to see that she's now able to go to a polo match, support her boo, <laughs> you know what I mean? And not have to worry about being bullied, not have to be uncomfortable. Um, and just to clap for her man, watch polo and go home. <laughs> and that be like the end of it. Like there not be a story the next day. Um, love it for Megan, love it for Harry, love it for everybody involved. We really do. And I really hope that Delphina and Megan are like becoming great friends. I, I, I do believe that Nacho primarily lives in Argentina cause like they have a ranch and like the whole family rides horses. Um, I mean, I really recommend you check out his Instagram. It's really just beautiful. Like even, <laughs> even just for the aesthetic value, he has a gorgeous family, but the love is like the most beautiful thing. Um, and that like that clearly comes across. So, um, but I believe he primarily, they prim primarily live in Argentina. Obviously he's in the States all the time. Um, but girl, your man playing polo with my man, you know what I mean? It makes sense for us to be friends. Girl, let's find what we have in common. Uh, and let's just chat every once in a while. I would love that. I love that. Because his wife just seems hella cool. She just seems super fucking cool. Like she's wearing Air Force Ones at this polo match. <laughs> and a star sweater. I love her and wouldn't mind seeing more of her. So... If I ever see just a random girl date <laughs> between Megan and Delphina, I'll probably just, you know, scream. I don't know. But switching gears just slightly, I think we are starting to see in real time that alternate royal family happening, right? Harry and Megan, the other royals who live over here, uh, being in direct contrast with the quote unquote real royals. Um it's starting to play out and I love it. Um, I love it for everyone because Harry and Meghan are living the life they deserve and the remainders are getting the karma they deserve. Um, here's what I'll say about the disaster tour. Cause I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna 
really harp on it too too much just because it's past you know um I didn't really want to talk about it at the time just because I I I mean try not to devote as much time to these people um on this podcast anymore because Harry and Meghan are so far removed from that but and from their direct negative energy is what I'm talking about and I'm talking about the family and the tabloids but here's what I'll say about the disaster tour I told y'all it was going to fail. I said it was written. There was no way <laughs> that they were going to go to Jamaica, just up and go to Jamaica um, because everybody saw right through it even before, like the day that it was announced that they were going to be going to the Caribbean. Everybody knew the whole reason it was um, a trip. And it wasn't for Jamaican's benefit, right? But when I talk about Harry and Meghan being the other royals, well, they are still highly visible. They didn't just crawl into a hole and never come back out again. That's what people wanted them to do. But for this reason, because the fact that Harry and Meghan are living on their own dime, they're still making positive impacts uh, in the lives of other people, uh, and they're doing things their way without sort of restraint, um, just freely able to be themselves and take part in their uh, communities in the ways that they choose without being a burden on anybody. Well, then you throw in their direct quote unquote counterparts, Will and Kate. And then not only did, <laughs> not only are you, you trying to um, sort of visit these places ahead of the, the Jubilee that we still don't know if going to happen or not. Uh, it probably will. You know, it's only about, what, a month and a half or two months away. But you're sending them to a black country, right? First and foremost, because you still can't get away from the, the big R word. Um, and this Caribbean trip did you no favors. It did you no favors. And so when they went there and reminded everybody of the racism, of the colonialism, of the barbarism, um, Edward and Sophie, same thing. But Will and Kate, they just failed on a much larger scale because um, <laughs> they can't help but flop, you know. Um, I was not surprised by any of the images that came out. I was not surprised by, um, like, their handlers, by Kate stepping away from from folks that were there to sort of like guide them from event to event. Um, not surprised by any of it, but I, I certainly did enjoy watching it. I enjoyed watching it and I don't know that, it, that they recovered from it yet. I don't know that they've done enough that people actually pay attention to for them to recover from it. I know that William is trying very hard to, he's trying to almost like copy Harry in the way that, Kate has just doubled down on copying Megan. Everything that Megan does from like mannerism. Well, I mean, as if she could, but um, just copying Megan, right? I think that they're, they're trying so hard because they're out of ideas. They're out of ideas. But we knew that they were going to go to Jamaica and be uncomfortable around black folk. We knew that. Uh, and that is so opposite <laughs> of Harry. I mean, Megan is half black, but that is so opposite of Harry um, and that's been the case really since the beginning. And people know that about 
him is just he's just a genuine type of person um but i love that that failed i love that the caribbean has its foot on the royal family's neck and shout out to antigua because that's how you clear bitch (laughs) like uh santana said i mean what a letter what a letter and that was just you know ahead of um what's a fiesta and an edwards trip but now they're sending the queen because things haven't gone according to plan um the failed jamaica tour the failed you know antigua tour now they're sending the queen to scotland right and you know why that is because they're trying to keep scotland there's an, there's another in, another indie ref coming up so when the Caribbean is just almost in unison, just saying deuces, those are the black countries or some of the black countries in the Commonwealth. But what do you think that spells for the Commonwealth as a whole? And if a country in the union leaves, especially Scotland, well, then you can just go ahead and pack it up. Pack it up with the queen when she goes. Pack the entire monarchy, put it in the vault, and then bury her and Philip and get a president <laughs> like the rest of the sane world. Um, it's just, I, I don't see how it's going to hold together after the queen has departed, but I, I'm going to watch it all unfold. However it unfolds, just like the rest of the world will be. And karma is not done yet. Like she's not done. You're going to get back everything that you gave to this woman but like tenfold. Harry and Meghan, they wanted to drop by to see the Queen on the way to the Invictus Games. I love it for them. That was their prerogative. That's what they wanted to do. And they got to do it and people didn't find out about it until it was over. Love it for them. Love it. They haven't met Lily or she have she hasn't met Lily yet, but maybe one maybe one day she will. I don't know. I mean, my me myself personally, I still don't want to see Harry and Meghan on the balcony. I don't want to see Harry on the back. I don't want to see those kids anywhere near the rest of those demons, you know, for the Jubilee or at any point. But um, Harry and Meghan, regardless of what's happening, whether it's a Jubilee or a funeral, they're still going to be doing the things that they do. They're still going to be seen positively by masses of people because you're not funding them to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars per year you're not doing that or even tens of millions of dollars per year they're good on their own right and so that duality is a problem for the royal family because now you have the sussexes to compare to directly and you do not come out good in this comparison you just you just can't but this was your own doing because you had them and not only did you have them they offered half in and half out but let me tell you I couldn't tell you how many times I thank the gods that Harry and Meghan were 100% out of the royal family looking at the Jamaica tour because they would have sent Harry and Meghan to Jamaica to make apologies for the brutalities of England and and you know the British monarchy and all of the stolen things that they have including diamonds in the crowns that they wear 
they would have had a half black woman going to a black country to apologize on behalf of black people who are responsible for her being a descendant of a of a slave in America. Like that shit don't make no sense. And so whatever the karma gods were doing at that particular time, however the ancestors were watching out at that particular time of Megan and Harry saying, well, well, we'll offer half in and half out. And then everybody's just saying, nope, that won't work for us. You're either in or you're out. And they dipped. I thank, I thanked them no short of like 10 times. God bless. Cause I'm so happy Harry and Megan don't have to deal with that ghetto shit. We don't. I mean, like we don't we don't go <laughs> around on apology tours, making apologies for people that bully us almost to death. No, we good. We good. And then when Harry spoke to those young people at the um, that Zoom call, it was Harry and Meghan actually for the Queen's Commonwealth Trust. I think it was a Zoom with a, a bunch of young people, and this was around or after the George George Floyd Black Lives Matter protests kind of popped off really all over the world at this point and Harry said well you know at some point there you know we have to answer for um our colonial past and all the tabbies had a fit all the royalists had a fit all of you know I won't say all but like at least half of England had a fit it don't sound so crazy now do it because you you over here making apologies in Jamaica while the prime minister is telling you goodbye we are indeed removing ourselves from this narrative. Y'all can leave and not come back. We would like it. We would like it that way. Jamaica and all of these other island nations are telling you. And you still ended up not apologizing. So I'm sorry if I said that, but they didn't apologize. But they, they, they had that apologetic language that really didn't admit to any kind of, you know, atrocities committed, which they did. Um, just lip service. That's what it is. And the the good folks in the Caribbean are just not having it. And I love that for everybody. I love that for everybody. So the fact that the royal family is in such hot water and they're flailing, they're boiling. <laughs> um, I say good for them. Good for them. You earned it. You earned it. And I look forward to whatever karma has up her sleeve next. Because there's always more. There's always more. Every time I see that picture that circulates just every every once in a while of Harry and Meghan, you know, at the Commonwealth Service and Fiesta and Edward speaking to William and Kate. Oh, they're just laughing and kiki and he he and Harry looks mad and Meghan is just straight up gangster smiling not cheesing but smiling looking forward and saying basically to me it looks like she's saying to herself I can't wait to get the fuck away from these people and she just now <laughs> or recently set foot back on that fucking island after two years after over two years she couldn't wait to get away from them and, and, and she didn't say that very long but that image right there, oh, it's just going to come back to haunt. That that image right there, to me, is so charged. And every time something not so nice 
happens to the royal family, whether it's bad press, whether it's failed tours. Um, my heart smells a little bit because that picture makes me so mad. I don't know that there's enough karma, right, that will weigh as heavily as that one moment for me, that one moment or that that whole entire thing and just the way they treated her and how they didn't give a fuck how it looked on television. But now, right, they're acting like, oh, we are the world. No, bitch. No, we not. You don't even want to touch black children through a fence, Sonny. Um, like, what a disaster. But I love it for y'all. I hope y'all keep it up. Keep it up. Keep up the disasters. And um, maybe one day y'all hoes have to get a job. Looking forward to it. And lastly, but not leastly, we just got word today that the Pearl animated series on Netflix will not go down on Netflix, at least. Uh, so Net Netflix has been going through some things. Um, she's her stock price is losing value. And, you know, the competition is fierce out here because me, I can only speak for myself. But I started with in terms of streaming services. I started with Netflix as most people did back when it was like, Oh, I want to say like $9.99. Now the girl is charging double. My God. Uh, frankly. Okay. The only reason why I haven't canceled it is because Archwell got to deal with it. That's real tea. Real tea right there. However, you know, Netflix uh, in, in the tumultuous um, sort of events that have taken place over the last really quarter because their stock prices lost quite a bit of value. Um, of course, haters will tell you that it's just because they're so fucking stupid. Well, I guess you shouldn't assign Harry and Reagan. That No, that's just not how it works. Um, but there's been a couple of things that I noticed in the last couple of days, or actually a couple of weeks, um, where you know there was this rumor going around that they're going to start charging people for double like you know when you share your password with somebody like a family member well if you get multiple logins well then you're gonna have to pay for those people I don't know how real that is but anything is possible these days um but also the idea of ads coming into uh the mix which at this point I kind of don't see how they can um like afford to not have ads because I mean girl stock price is a stock price you know um, and it's taking a dip. So that simply means that they've had to make cuts and just sort of reevaluate where they are financially as a company and certain things just have to get the ax. Um, animated series, not all of them, but Pearl along with two others were cut, uh, for whatever reason, but it could also be for a net good, like a positive because she can shop that somewhere else now. As far as I know, like, I don't really know what the terms of their deal is, but um, I hope that, it, you know, they shop it somewhere else and um, Pearl finds her way, if you will. Um, but also, you know, Harry still has his documentary coming out with, um, uh, you know, the Invictus team and just the Heart of Invictus, uh, I believe is the name of it. Uh, we saw some documenting of that, documentation of that uh, during the Invictus Games. And 
I hope that it still comes out. It's, I mean, we don't have any word about that. But um, ultimately, that's just kind of how it goes. Uh, but what I was saying was I started with Netflix. I didn't have any other sh- platforms. And I'm about to make some serious cuts myself. But now I have HBO Max because they have excellent programming. And they get a lot of big things really quickly. Um, I have Apple TV and a lot of these things get you because they add them with like your phone bill, (laughs) you know what I mean? Or this subscription bundled with this subscription is a discount or whatever. Um, but I have Disney plus, I have, um, a couple other things that I didn't have before. I have Paramount, I have Peacock. You know, I got Paramount for the interview, the the Oprah and Megan and Harry interview. Um, and I got Peacock because I wanted to watch Bel Air. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to cut half of that. But that's basically like cable. And so for the longest time, it was just Netflix. So Netflix pretty much had the run of streaming. Truly. I mean, like Netflix is like a, a, a trailblazer in that regard. But then, of course, all of the other girls eventually caught up. And so um, that's just kind of what a culmination of all of those things, uh, the competition and then sort of like all of this sort of, to me, nonsensical type programming. It's a lot of like reality stuff. It's just stuff. It's like new stuff comes out on Netflix all the time that most people don't watch. And I don't know if financially that's just eating into their overall budget (laughs) because animated series also cost a lot of money to make. Um, So, you know, I'm pretty sure it's a lot of things, but they're, they're definitely having to go back to the drawing board and decide how to kind of level things out for the long term uh, for the company. And so Pearl just kind of just got, caught in the in the mix of it it seems like so um I hope they can shop it around in other places but certainly I look forward to whatever programming um that ultimately we do get to see from them uh from Archwell Productions and um don't forget also that Megan's podcast Archetypes is or Archetype is it it's coming up very soon with Spotify so we've already heard the trailer for that so listen, ultimately it happens. It happens. And it's really how you how you adapt and move forward. Um it's not the first time the original plan didn't work out and it won't be the last time. But the show goes on. So hopefully we'll get to see Pearl somewhere else cuz I was actually really looking forward to it. And Netflix girl, read Hastings girl get your shit together, get it together, get it together, honey, get it, get it together. Okay. That's all you guys to do. Okay. But with that being said, that is pretty much all I have for today. Thank you as always for tuning in. Find me on Instagram at Sussex set. Find me on Twitter at Megan mood on TikTok at Sussex mood. You can find me on Patreon. And of course you can find me on YouTube. Uh, if you want to catch the video form of the podcast, I look forward to seeing what the Sussexes do next and talking to you guys about it. So love you guys. Take care of yourselves. And until next time, 
Peace. I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me. Kill me.